0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina MX. We're back with episode 286. We finally have finalists for Guardianes Clausura 2021. Cruz Azul going for a novena. And Santos looking to upset them. But aside from that, there's a lot of drama going on. Like always, America getting their hands caught in the cookie jar. Uh, Already some off-season transfers involving Puebla, Uh, some structural changes to Atletico, San Luis, and Necaxa, and also some rule changes for next season, this and much, much more. Let's get this going, but before I do anything, let me introduce Joel. Joel, how are we doing tonight?
1: Doing good, Jaime. Um, I'm doing good, man.
0: It seems like without failure, there's always there's always something going on behind the scenes. Always somebody getting into trouble. And uh, what happened with America, Joel?
1: <laughs> oh man, they were partying like it's 1999. <laughs> and uh, it 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 you know I I think it's part of what we had them pegged as as Ligilla finalists. And I would. You know we can't say for certainty, but I, I will, I will, I will. Um, for me, I would, I would, I would say what what they were doing, partying with, big big party with with escorts, the full, you know, they went all out, man. Cookers, cocaine, midgets, balloons, <laughs> and it was, be- <laughs> it was blackjack. It was it was before the match, and so that. Uh, it's kind of sad, you know, if if, if you're a fan to, cause, cause they were like a well oiled machine, and they sort of like seems very lack of professionalism to to do something like that for a big game. Um, but yeah, they got caught. Some I don't know if it was a player, right? was it wasn't. Somebody was recording it, and and uh, if you go on Twitter, you could see the you could see the video kind of graphic, not super graphic, but you know, it's it's a bunch of naked ladies walking around, some guys getting lap dances that look, <laughs> yeah, they, they look like it could be something else. Uh, but, but yeah, man, uh, and uh, you know, we've seen the story with different teams where for some reason they decide to party and and the team, you know, during game day, they end up suffering. And I'm not saying this to take any anything away from, uh, what was it, Tuzos that beat them? But it's, it's definitely, man, it, it, it plays a role, you know?
0: Yeah, not trying to steal the thunder away from, you know, Cruz Azul and Santos, but, I mean... <laughs> When you got hookers and you got lab <laughs> dances going on. I mean, I woke up to this, but this is my Twitter feed this morning. You know, is footage that had leaked from the shenanigans, the debauchery uh, leading up to the Pachuca uh, America quarterfinal. It, it seems like the, the players wanted to blow off some steam, order some hookers, and had a good time. And it seems like it was another player that recorded this. It didn't seem like it was, you know, somebody hiding in the corner like you know, like a paparazzi or anything. Like this was internal that leaked out. So um I guess the the question is, you know, are they in the wrong for doing this? Uh the the league already fined the players a hundred a thousand pesos, uh Mexican pesos, which is equivalent to like five thousand US dollars. But I uh, you know, i I'm and Chivas were criticized for doing this, maybe not to that extreme, but they were being criticized heavily this this season and last season about disciplinary problems and all that. Um,
1: but what Ch- Chofi's pool party was, was pretty to that,
0: <laughs> and to
1: that extreme, but it was just him, you know, it, 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 it wasn't that, that America was like the whole squad were, were in on it.
0: Yeah. But my, my question is like, okay, like this is not a traditional job where you have a little time sheet and you clock in, you clock out for the night. So my question is like at what point can the players actually enjoy and like not be on the clock or are they just always on like are they just always have to be like good choir boys like when are they able to party and let loose and
1: yeah it's a good question but but Jaime this was before I think it was like before the match so I think
0: uh oh yeah I I know this is before the match yeah
1: 24 hours before a game I think that you know, players should, and and I know, and some clubs and even national teams are very, you know, they're they're very like serious about stuff like that, where they'll concentrate the whole team at a hotel. Just so that they could keep an eye and make sure that the players aren't aren't messing around. Um, so that that happens a lot, you know, they'll, they'll just they won't let them go out, and and so I think. Yeah, I, I think if you have, especially and and not just the match, you know, uh, Liguilla. So I do think uh, with playoffs, I I do feel that that you're in on the clock.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, to put salt on an open wound, you know, they ended up losing the the match against Pachuca, uh, and you know, considered a a failure, the the team that was second best all season. Couldn't get to semis against an eighth place team. And, uh, uh, you know, they've been disciplined. They've been fined. And kind of ironically or coincidentally, uh, the league has already announced the new structure changes for next season. And guess what was the first thing they said? They said, We're getting away. We're getting rid of the away goal because it's unfair. Uh, because America would have gone through if it wasn't for that stupid away goal. So we're just gonna get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it. Well, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like America went in and complained. You know, it's like when when they it's like when Daddy owns the team and you know the kid's not playing and they get mad. He has his berrinche and they're like, all right, we gotta change the rules. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> well,
1: well, you know, you know the thing with with and I would normally have agreed, but man, I think we've seen America lose. Well, not just America, but Televisa lose some of that that power they had. And we saw it clearly with Atlas. You know how they lost the three points on the table. And so that wouldn't have happened if Televisa still had that you know, that that grasps over the the league like they once did. Mm. Um, And so I I think I, I do think that I guess the league I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they presented the case but I I mean, I, I agree with it.
0: So you like the way go rule being uh, eliminated?
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't see I don't I, I mean I understand why they do it, but I would rather have just whoever won the series. Uh you know, rather go to penalties.
0: Well unfortunately they're not even gonna do that, you know, it's just gonna if it goes to a draw it goes to the, the team. Higher- yeah. So I and, mean
1: we'll see and, and I like that too, Jaime, because it rewards it rewards, you know, doing good throughout the season. It does,
0: but it leads to an anti climatic, you know, anti football type of strategy. Because for example, if you're America, you're Cruz Azul, you can literally park the bus now for hundred and eighty minutes and go through on a zero zero draw, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah,
1: but that that's that's easier said than done. Jaime. it's it's not that easy to to be like I'm gonna park the bus and it's gonna work, you know. It's not. You know, I I think. Uh, but but you you're right in the sense that they could be more conservative and and play more defensive. But but it would also force those teams that, you know, the the bottom table teams to to be more aggressive.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see what the. Uh... You know what the reaction will be after that next season with with Ligia and see how that could favor or unfavor a team um I know for for small clubs, it's probably gonna be tough, even tougher now to to win you know you look at like Pachuca going through and you know small clubs like that it's gonna be a little bit more difficult, yeah.
1: but i mean they they already made it in a sense they've they already made it easy for them i wouldn't say easy but they've given them li- enough liberties to to be in a position to to uh to get into liia and fight for the campeonato you know and i think doing stuff like away goals and stuff like that a lot of times it's like giving them even more you know G- giving them more stuff for them to to um to even it out and and i guess you could say it's it's it's, it's what's part of the thing that's made it um makes the league so competitive like where where the smaller teams could take advantage of stuff like this and and uh to compete with with the bigger clubs that have deeper squads or better players
0: for me it's like all right if you're gonna get away get rid of the away goal rule that's fine i understand it but it you're not going to there's no way you're going to let a team go through with a draw. Like someone needs to be declared a winner. Like this is a separate tournament from regular season. That's why it's called the playoffs. You know yeah. what I mean? So at this point, everything is thrown out the window. Yeah, you the only advantage you'll get from the from your regular season performance is is home field. Apart from that, if the game draws, you guys go to overtime, you guys go to penalties to square this out. Like I don't I don't like that. I don't like the fact that like yeah, you ended up first in or second place and yeah, this team ended in 8th or 6th or whatever, but that's the whole point is like if 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 it was, you know, if you guys are so good, if you guys are that superior of a team, then you should be able to do it again. That's the whole point is like to be consistent. And I get it, you know, like there needs to be some sort of advantage for being consistent all season and there's got to be something there an incentive to to finish higher in the table instead of just sliding into 12th place but for me it's like i just don't like the fact that like a team is going through on a draw like i don't i just want it to be settled either in penalties or in overtime
1: yeah i i mean i agree i i agree with that but at the same time then i would i would prefer just liguilla to be like top four, you know, maybe, yeah, just top four. I don't, I don't, this top eight.
0: Well, top 12. <laughs>
1: top 12 now. 12, oh man. yeah.
0: 12. I'm just like, yeah. I'm
1: thinking they'll eventually go back to eight, but maybe they won't.
0: I think that they should give the first and second team, Immediately semifinal, like pass, like you're in the semis, both of you guys are in the semifinals, and then allow the rest of the teams, uh, three through six to square out for semis. So it would just be top six.
1: But don't, don't you leave? You would be leaving that team inactive for like two weeks,
0: it would be a week, right? Because you would have, yeah, week 17, then you'd have like the whatever the playoff. So they'd be, they would have a one week buy, kind of like they do in football.
1: Yeah. That's see, that's why for me, it's like, look at the end of the season, the, the team that did the best, you're the champion. And then the top, the top 12, if they want, uh, they do a second tournament and then that could be a, it's just a whole different other tournament. Yeah. Um, just why not have two, you know, I'm, the Mexico Cup format, they haven't been able to get it right. Uh, so just, just please make that the Cup. And I think it coming straight out of Ligilla and being that the teams had to qualify through the season, uh, it is, you know, a good chance that, that they would take it more serious or fans would embrace it more.
0: Yeah i I do think though that the way mexico is wired uh fans hoping for a long season format you're better off watching oh, no, I don't. you're better you're you're better off watching la liga or EPL because that's not happening in mexico
1: no I, I i think that long season format i think that's like there's only like five of us that want that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the majority i think they they really like the holy Villa and the, the, all that stuff
0: all right so we're about 15 minutes in and we have to talk about this final that nobody really cares about uh Cruz Azul. I,
1: I, I care about it <laughs> I'm I
0: just mean. kidding I'm just kidding
1: <laughs> I no, just but you're right there hasn't there hasn't been much much hype much noise I really haven't heard Look, anything you know I don't even know when the game is to, to be honest because uh, <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> well for those that uh do care uh Cruz Azul uh, successfully got through Pachuca. However, in that first leg away uh, in Hidalgo, Pachuca was able to keep Cruz Azul on a clean sheet. Unfortunately, they weren't able to score themselves. So I really thought going into the semifinal in El Azteca, I really thought here we go, that Cruz Azulada, because, you know, had Pachuca scored a goal, Cruz Azul would have had to score two because of the away goal. Unfortunately, Pachuca weren't able to do anything. Grasul get through on a Santiago Jimenez, a.k.a. Chaco Jr., uh, able to get through on his goal. And they're sitting pretty. They're going to have home field advantage. Uh, The other game was a lot more entertaining. Santos scoring three goals against Puebla, wasted no time in the first minute. Lalo Aguirre, man. Eduardo Aguirre, remember that name? He's been hot in the playoffs. He's got five goals so far in the playoffs. He's Mexican, he's young, and uh, I look forward to him wearing the Chivas jersey next season. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Santos were able to get through against the Super Camotes. It seems like uh, the Camote power was not enough. And uh, yeah, it's a Cruz Azul-Santos final. Uh, Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific time will be the first leg. What are your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah man, I think I think, you know, for Cruz Azul fans I, I think they must be very wary because 'cause they've been here before. And I think they must they must be extremely nervous. Uh, but I I think Cruz Azul has been just very close, you know, of of breaking their what is it, seventeen, twenty year curse? They've been they've been so close and uh, nineteen
0: ninety seven. So we're yeah. We're getting there, man. It's Twenty-four years.
1: Oh, snap. I said seventeen. <laughs> yeah, twenty. Damn. So I think, I think, yeah, I, I, they're favorites. Uh, I think the betting, the bedding houses even has them as favorites. And so, uh, good luck to them, man. I, I think, uh, and I, I said it before. My position, I, I want clubs like Cruz Azul to do well. I mean, not nothing against Santos, but I, I think Santos has has been uh and 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 Jaime was it you that shared it or was it Codazo the article on it was an article on Santos because they want to buy a team in Europe
0: oh I didn't and know and he was
1: talking he was talking about what Grupo Orlegi is doing and it was like a like an expose like, of all the stuff and how many finals they've been so they're one of the clubs that's been in the most finals in the last like whatever years and and um you know, right up there with Tigres, you could say, and and just just how how their formula has been working, and and so, but I so I think, but but I think you know Cruz is one of the the kind of historic. They didn't really come into the picture till like the 70s, but but they're one of the big the big uh, you know one of the grandes, and so I, I don't want to see them because because we've seen some of these clubs that are big. Sometimes they fall through the wayside. I mean, León is one of them where Mm -hmm. they were one of the old school big, big teams. And then for a lot of years, it got relegated. And then they sort of like, no one sees them as that anymore. Um, So I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't like that to happen to Cruz Azul just so so much history there. And, and so I'm glad that this new directiva seems to be, you know, they seem to be on track because when they first came in, you know, they, they came in making noise. They they fired Tivaldi. They ac- accused him of, you know, like throwing the game, and they were just, you know, they were just saying some harsh stuff. And, and I was like, damn, they... <laughs> I, you know what's going on here? But but they seem to to have like put some order back into that that chaos that was. Cruz Azul and, and it would be I think big really big for them if they pull this off you know and we could see like a new you know like a new era for, for the Machina
0: let's not get too let's not get too <laughs> crazy here Um,
1: <laughs> I think is- like this
0: is it man this is this is it if this, if this was going to happen it, it, this is the year I mean there's no excuses now you're not playing against like you know America. You don't have that boogeyman. It's it's Santos, you know, and you know don't no yeah. dis, no disrespect to Santos. They've done a really good job since league, you know, since we switched to the short season format. I mean, they've won six yeah. titles, so they know well, how to win true. it.
1: Yeah, and it's the whole league format and knowing how to play it and knowing how to take advantage of, of some of the stuff we talked about earlier, be it a weight goal or, or whatnot. Uh, You know, coming into Ligilla on on a hot streak and all that stuff. And those are things that level the playing field. But so that's why I think when when you have some of the teams that sort of dropped in form, Chivas being one of them, Cruz Azul being like the other, see some of these teams that they used to be the, they used to be like the, you know, the prime time, they used to be the main contenders and all of a sudden they sort of dropped off and then that's when you see the the Pachucas and the other teams all of a sudden, you know, slide in there and, and take their spot. So yeah, when I see like a new era for Cruz Azul is where we kind of been seeing it like, like where they've been one of the top teams, like the last two years, you could say they've been, they've been right there, man, very close to, to, uh, reclaiming that, that campeonato and, and, uh, but, but I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I do think, you know, things, you know, they win it. They go well. They could they once again be that, that team that, you know, that, that one of the teams to look out for. And, and not, not so much. They sort of turn into that whole joke, the whole Cruz Azulada, you know, and, and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're nervous. And, I mean, they have... Everything at their disposal. They have, you know, the best team. They have the coach who was the captain of the team when they won their last title in 97. I mean, they have all the all the tools, everything. They have home field. They're going to have fans in the stadium. I mean, it, this is, and this, I, I think for me, is why I think they're going to lose. Because they get in their oh. heads. They get in their heads, man. When they have the red carpet, they have all they got to do is is just tap it in, and you know they they implode, man. Well,
1: you know their last final was against well, two of their last finals I think were against America, and and that's just a team that's had their number, and and America's not, you know they're not there, man. It's it's Santos, and so I think it's the team they match up better against, not not their boogeyman. And so I think that that's gonna help them, you know. I I don't think it's, uh, you know.
0: We have to go back all the way to January eleventh of this year. Ah, uh, their their only encounter this season. A one zero victory for Santos in the first jornada. So, right now, I mean, this is a completely different. I mean, from from January now to May. I mean, it's you know these two teams are coming in hot. Uh, you got to go back to, let's see, July of last year, Cruz Azul 1-2-0. Uh, January of last year, Cruz Azul 1-3-0. Uh, so, I mean, it seems like Cruz Azul has had their number. Uh, I mean, but this is a completely different team. I, For me, I think, I hope that we get to see uh, fireworks. You know, I, I don't want to see a boring final. Um, The away ghoul rule doesn't apply now. So, I mean... Hopefully they can put all the carne al asador. And I want to see fireworks, man. I think Santos, the way they're playing football, I think they're going to they're gonna try and be aggressive at home, try and get some some goals to, get, to go inside La Azteca. Because they know it's going to be tough to win in La Azteca. But um, I, I hope that we see fireworks, man. I don't want to see this anti-football, parking the bus type of deal from Cruz Azul. Because, I mean, they did that against Pachuca, man. I'm just like, I ain't trying to see that.
1: I think we might. time mean, it. I think we might. And, and I've been saying this even with the goats, At the end of the day, as long as it gets the job done, it's, it's not gonna matter. <laughs> so, and their fans. And, and what else I was saying anymore in, in in along the lines of just getting to Liga. But I think with Cruz Azul, I, I think the fans, they don't care how they just, long as they get they lift they just that want that cup, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that'll true. be like.
0: It's true because yeah, yeah no one's going to think about that 10 20 years from now. No one's going to look at that that ninth title and be like, "Well, they played anti football." No, they don't care. Yeah. They they're going to talk about, "We
1: got the ninth time, You know, it, it happened."
0: You know, so Ah. Yeah,
1: and and uh do we have a list? Top of my head, I'm Huh. I'm a little do we have a list of the of the Liga MX campeones?
0: What do you mean, of like titles wise?
1: Yeah, because I know. I mean, I could tell you the first two. <laughs>
0: uh, I know America, obviously. Although it, it should be t- tied at twelve because the pro of the eighty-five. But yeah, I'm that not gonna give <laughs>
1: me coin on that. And uh... I, you know what? I got receipts. I presented them here before. I done their receipts.
0: Uh, I know after Chivas with 12, is it Toluca with 10?
1: It might just be, man, and Toluca doesn't get love.
0: (laughs) Toluca with 10, and then would it be Cruz Azul with 8? I know Leon has 8, right? And Tigres might have like 7 or 8 now. Damn. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Pumas has seven. I think Tigres. Cruz Azul does have eight. Leon. See, I was telling you about Leon, and it's crazy because both Leon and Cruz Azul, are they at eight? did Didn't um, Oh, here we go. For Leon. Leon America 13, recently.
0: Chivas 12, Toluca okay. 10. I was right. Cruz Azul with eight and Leon with eight.
1: Yeah, and that's, see, Toluca, man, they crept up and they don't get love. They, they just, they don't, for whatever reason... They're not seen as a big team, and they're third. That's <laughs> just kind of messed up. Man. It's because
0: they won all their titles you know. with, uh, God of also, man. What a nightmare.
1: Well, not not just because of that, uh, you know, and and along the lines of the short season, but even Pumas and 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 can we say Cruz Azul? Maybe not, but um, yeah, Leon. But see, like Leon when they won a bunch of them way back when.
0: In the 40s and, and 50s, yeah.
1: And again, yeah, then they fell off, and then people just stopped taking them, taking them. So it's one of the things where we've talked about how, like, the the Monterrey club, they don't get taken serious as well. And a lot of it is because of memes and jokes and the whole, you know, that they're not, they keep, you know, to call them equipos chicos and whatnot. But, but if they stay on that trend, then eventually it's like they're, they're
0: going to be... Oh,
1: 100%. They could, they could surpass, you know, they could surpass America. And, you know, so I... But I think... And, and then just saying saying this with uh, Cruz Azul, where I was saying how all of this model that was going on, they kind of fell off because... That should be them on third, you know? It, it should have been them up there. Instead, like Toluca crept in and then
0: Lee later on, like
1: Pachuca yep. and, and yeah. Yeah, so I think they, they you know, as long as this directiva starts is being serious, they could they could um you know, put in a fight. And, and a big wake up call for Chivas because when you see when you see all of these teams now that are all of a sudden just um just working better because, and, and you know, we see Club de Cuervos, which, which is going to segue to some of the other news we have, but we see Club de Cuervos in the way how the anybody seen that Netflix series, and it's kind of based off a lot of the teams in Liga MX. A lot of those stories are based on actual... A lot of those have a grain
0: of truth, right?
1: Yeah, they're based on actual stuff that happened in the league. Of course, they take from different teams, but... And... And that was the case for a lot of years in Liga MX with a lot of these owners. You know, they were just they were just running the club sort of like a hobby. But now you have like these these more business-minded like Grupo uh, Cisneros. I'm not getting it right, but the, the Tigres, the people running Tigres, are just you know those. The, and then seeing Orlegi from that article that you know how he talked about all the stuff they employ to to put Santos in the map. And and you know they they're working with Atlas and and so that you know we could start seeing Atlas becoming not, not being bottom feeder anymore. And and Group Pachuca working well so I, I do think the league's gotten more competitive and it's gotten a bit more difficult. And it's a big big reason why we're seeing Chivas struggle so much.
0: I've got a trivia question for you. What two teams have won all their titles uh, with a short season?
1: I'm going to say Pachuca. Pachuca and um, from the teams. Let me see who's won it. and is it Toluca? I'm going to go with Toluca.
0: It's actually Santos. Oh.
1: <laughs> Santos, oh, that's right. Ah. He was there, <laughs> man. He was there. Yeah, Santos, pretty newcomer. Yes, yeah. forgetting.
0: Santos won their first title in '96, and then since then have won five more. So I mean, they have benefited tremendously from the new short season format, as has Pachuca, and of course. Uh, Toluca has won seven other ten titles since ninety eight. So I mean there's a lot of these teams benefiting from this format. Um
1: Yeah, but not not just the format Jaime, also like the owners that came in and mm-hmm. just just how they've been more serious of how they work. I mean look look for a lot of time like a long time how the club was being managed, especially in Vergara's last days. You had Angelica there and Oh, All God. the turnover, and and it's like, that was, like, very unprofessional, the way they managed everything. You know, they, they bring in the Cruyff, you know, the Johan Cruyff and company, and you think they're going to restructure it, and, like, what, six months later, <laughs> they send them packing. And so it's like, just, it was a shit show, man. It, it's a big reason why I'm, I, you know, I, I always tell fans like, just let Pelayas work, man. You might not like it right now, but it's not easy. Some of these teams they've been working at it a lot longer. A lot of these teams we're talking about they got at least ten years with with, you know, same management. You know, with same with management group where the majority of them didn't didn't get it, you know, right off the bat they weren't they weren't as successful or they, they didn't get it right.
0: So you're saying to trust the process?
1: It's well, It's long and arduous. Our ar- arduous, you know. It's it's not. And and there's just way more teams now. And, and the, what makes it, you know, Chivas is in like in insane difficulty mode, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because the, the other teams can easily just buy players. For players, they yep. just go to South America and cherry pick, and they bring in some really good good, good you know. And and Chivas is really hard. Teams don't want to sell, or they want to sell for double, and it's just it's it's just harder for them. So yeah.
0: Let's talk about some structural changes here. Uh, Atlético San Luis is no longer. Um, seems like Atlético Madrid have decided to part ways with owning the club, and it's actually been acquired by another ownership. Um, uh, I can't even say his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be... Ah, damn. Jeff Lunnow, now, who is like the ex-Houston uh, Astro, I don't know, executive. And then also... Uh, damn, is it... How do, how do you pronounce his name, man? Eh? I'm not
1: seeing it. Let me see. Wait, it's on the...
0: Alar... Carlos Alarsky? I don't
1: know. Wait, where's the news? I'm at the. Did you did you paste it on the thing?
0: Yeah, it's the uh, last. It's the last one.
1: The last one.
0: Autoriza venta oh. de la Teco. Yeah.
1: Alarazski. Yeah, it's uncommon. It might be. Might be um Basque. You know.
0: And you you said the, that he hockey. he owns the name Club de Cuervos.
1: Yes, the Club de Cuervos name, and there was talk a while back of of using of using that gimmick on a Liga MX club, you know. But I think if you do that, you it's my personal opinion you're kind of killing the club because that's that's almost seen as a joke, you know. So to base it off of like a joke because because clubs are tied to the city yeah and then and you're gonna like go above that and base it on something fictitious you you don't wanna sever that you know I mean if, if they're still in San Luis keep the name San Luis maybe they're gonna call him Cuervos de San Luis you know but I don't think you can mess with the colors and and all that stuff. Even the logo, you know. Well, they already did mess with uh, the
0: colors, you know, because uh, when Atlético took over,
1: ah, uh, that's right. They were red weird. and white,
0: but they did um, still gold. keep the away, the away, uh, the away the jersey away was, was still uh, blue and gold or blue and I don't know what the yeah, it's like blue and gold.
1: Yeah, they might go back to that then. Um, well, well, uh, the fans don't care. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was striped as well. It was it was, uh, you know, white and black. Stripes, but I think you know, these two guys coming in and and came with the match.
0: You kind of cut cut out there, but...
1: oh, I cut out.
0: Oh yeah, you're back now.
1: All right, all right. You know, I'm just saying. You you know, we're seeing some of these groups that are coming in, and they sort of have kind of figured it out. I, you know, I, I would say just because they're all more professional than some of the some of the former owners that just kind of, like I said, it was more like a like of a hobby for them. Because um, these guys are like, they'll hire people to work at the, you know. They won't just put their sobrino and be like, "All right, just figure it out," you know. How hard could it be, or how higher, you know? They, they'll they'll bring in they'll bring in the right people to manage. To Didn't manage. Chivas have like oh. a
0: doctor in charge at one point? He was like the president.
1: Yeah, but I don't. But oh man, it's hard to tell like just how much influence they had, you know, because mm-hmm. just Vergara could beatle anything. Or it still had to go through him. So who knows, like, if if it was just for just for show and tell, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because they had, um, man, what was that guy's name? He was the guy that helped put Toluca on the map, Lebrija.
0: Oh, Lebrija was great.
1: No, no. Yeah, it was Lebrija. Why am I thinking de la Alberto de la Torre? I don't want to confuse I don't want to confuse were they both
0: Rafael Lebrija
1: he was the Toluca right Mm-hmm. yep yeah and so Vergara uh, brings him in and I'm thinking okay it's an older dude you know he could, he's probably going to relate Vergara could learn a thing or two and Vergara <laughs> did a bunch of shit without even consulting him sold chicharito without
0: even letting him know (laughs) or or even being involved
1: yeah and he said you know what we were gonna have a libertadores final i would have hold i would have pushed to hold on to him to kept them." and i was like yeah that makes sense you know yeah um and so, (laughs) so he left and and so i mean you have someone like lebrija there who's been successful and and that you could learn from and and you yeah. don't you, you don't even care you know so how much are they, they were gonna listen to the doctor who I, I think I forget the guy's name but he he would like operate on on the players but it's like they probably never even consulted him they just had him there probably sign oh, some yeah. papers or whatever <laughs>
0: he was just a little puppet
1: yeah maybe not puppet but just like just 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 so it could look nice you know who, who's on the board then we got like
0: this PhD and all this other stuff. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with the future of San Luis. Obviously, it's a little bit heartbreaking to see a team from Europe sort of pull out. And also, there was really not much commodity between them. It's not like uh, San Luis exported any players to Madrid. And it's not like Madrid, you know, loaned out any players to to San Luis. So, I mean, it's it's a shame, but... It is what it is. <clears throat> Another exciting investment group consisting of Mezut Ozil, Evelongoria, Goria, uh, Kate Upton, um, Verlander, all these big names. They they have taken fifty percent stake of Nekaxa. It's official now. We were we we had breaking the news a, a long time ago, but it's official now that the season's over. So maybe we'll see some. I don't know, some interesting signings from Nekaxa, maybe some new some new money coming in and maybe the team will start to to play better. They were the team that ended up in last place this season, so I mean I guess the only direction they can go is is up, right?
1: What have has that gone through cuz I know they were going to buy them.
0: Yeah, it's official.
1: It's official. See, so yeah. I well, I think it's it's going to be slow for that, you know. Um but so let's let's see how long and if they're. I'm pretty sure they have like. A, have an idea of like, okay, it might take like four years, you know, to to get the team off the ground.
0: I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it was funny because like I read something like, "Oh, like why are all these like random, you know, celebrities and ex players like why are they buying." out of all teams and it's like oh you didn't know these guys are like hardcore fans <laughs> they're hardcore no i, I think i
1: think business wise they're probably seeing something they might know something and it's where it's, it's like there might be some opportunity later on what what we're beginning to see is with the tv it's all changing You know, Televisa used to have a stronghold and they pretty much had the biggest contracts and and they had the majority of the teams. And for a long time it was, you know, Televisa and Teva Azteca and they were like, they kind of just ruled over the Liga MX. But now, you know, you have like ESPN and Fox Sports and Fox Sports
0: Mexico. They just sold it. Uh, Grupo Laumen. They bought Fox they buy, Sports,
1: and they have all this, like, you know, they have all these clubs.
0: El Financiero.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think they're trying to get Chivas, on. they might—I don't know—but but see, that's that's all changing the way that you know the the whole business of of the Mexican League, and so it 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 could eventually get to the point where. We might see something similar to, to like uh, the EPL, where the whole league gets sold as a package. I hope so. That might that might eventually happen, and and that's why also it's it's very important with what happens with like a, a like a possible super league with MLS, where like, it, you know, we're calling it league, but it, it will be more, more in the along the lines of like the the Europa League, you know, the Champions League, I should say. Well, more along the lines of, like, Champions League. So if, if – and if something like that was to be a hit, like a Super League with MLS and and Mexico teams, where it would just get all these, like, massive ratings in the U.S., and, and that would mean even more money for, for like, the you know, I got for see. all of these clubs, Funny for all of these clubs.
0: Yeah, funny. What you, happened? Funny you mentioned ratings. Um, Liga MX over the weekend outperformed all the other, not just soccer on TV last week, but even the NHL playoffs. So,
1: yeah, are you talking in the U.S. in the U.S. in the U.S. So US. Specify. Yeah, there's a thing about Mexican soccer that it's it's in two markets and it's very, it's pretty prof- profitable in the U.S. market. And so I think that's, uh, it's looking like it could be something. And I know a lot of fans, I think they need to put some of this rivalry to the side, this whole, uh, maybe not rivalry, but this whole mentality of like MLS sucks or whatever. (laughs) I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it doesn't, but like to be so negative and to think that they can't, nothing good can come out of it. It could be a
0: mutual benefit, you know?
1: Well, I mean, because look, Look, look like LAFC with with um with Vela, and then Galaxy has Chicharro, you know. But like at one point, at one point, uh, Galaxy had Gio and and um, uh, So I mean, if we had a cup, you wouldn't want to see Chivas like playing against Latan, you know. Or so I mean, I, and I think they're gonna continue bringing in. Players of that caliber, uh, you know, eventually they might be, they might be viejitos. But possibility they'll they'll land a Messi or a CR7, and yeah, I would, I would like to see the the Liga MX taking on some of those guys. I mean, look at Tigres now with with another two two French internationals, maybe former internationals, but internationals nonetheless. So, so you don't need the whole the whole of the MLS to be. To be top tier, it's probably just gonna be like four teams, you know, that like Atlanta and Galaxy, LAFC, and I don't know who else. The maybe best, Seattle yeah, Sounders, whatever. And and, and I got then,
0: a I got a good metaphor for you. Sorry to cut you off, but
1: yeah, no,
0: the, no, no. The, the Liga MX MLS relationship would be like this fish. It's called the remora. It's also called the sucker fish. It's a fish <laughs> that literally clings on to a shark, and <laughs> And it cleans like the sharks, like fins and debris. And, you know, it's just, it, 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 and the shark is just like, yeah, I guess oh, you can man. kick it with me. Like, I'll, I'll spare you. Oh, but here you go, clinging on to this bigger, you know, host as, as Liga Mekis is, is got the, it's got the numbers, man. The numbers don't lie. There is a huge demand for Liga Mekis in the United States and the MLS would benefit well the way the mls would come into play with this is the organization type you know part of the 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 structure and the the television they can handle all of that you know but give the people what they want what they actually want to see which is liga mequis
1: yeah, they do but i'm saying you wouldn't want to see a match like if it was like you, you know like like even lafc versus chivas or like america versus like A galaxy with Chicharito, like that, wouldn't.
0: Oh yeah, I would. I would. Um, I mean, it's it's better than seeing you know a Chivas and you know Veracruz game or San Luis game for sure. I mean, I I encourage the competition, and I think it would it would help the region as a whole for these you know frequency of 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 matches to happen instead of you know Coca champions.
1: And I, because I do think they're planning on like soccer is, it's gonna make like a hard push, the sport is gonna make a hard push in the in the next years, in the U.S. where it could potentially land, a bunch of new fans, uh, and so because we're talking about the World Cup, yep. which is gonna be, it's gonna be also in Canada and Mexico, mm-hmm. and so then that helps in a bit because it's sort of like you know you kind of see the the collaboration there and then there's there's some news floating around that the next copa america might might be in the u.s again again and which they you know the centenario and it was a huge hit and so yeah they're talking about bringing it back, which they wanted to because just how much money they made, you know, it was one of the the most, probably the most successful, you know, in just, just the kid alone for, for Conmebol, you know, the tournaments they've been hosting. So I do think, and, and this, and it's the same thing where I could see where like a, like an eventual, um, like if you were to have this Liga MX MLS super, super league, where they could eventually like invite like the Boca juniors and the the top brazilian teams and now you're having this cup that is you know with, with a lot of attractive names now and it's like why wouldn't they want to play at you know because ultimately you have to pay the bills and and this cup has the potential to make more money than than like the libertadores
0: Sounds like you were uh, involved in another idea. The Super League, man. were you involved in that? It sounds like you're a...
1: No, it's just because th- these ideas have been floating around for a long time. Yeah. I just keep tabs, Jaime. Yeah. And by keeping tabs, I mean tabs for 10, 20 years, man. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of this stuff's been talked about for a long-ass time. I mean, I... I had an article, which I lost it because internet. You know, a lot of times the internet, if there's like an article, and then the database where it was gets, yeah, it gets archived now, and it gets it gets lost. Yeah, but there was there was talk of bringing. This was before MLS, uh, so around the time that um, and and uh, the North American Soccer League had just died and. It's like, and so they had approved. They had approved to do a second division Mexico team to play in LA. So I think, I think, uh, I I think FMF had approved it, but then they got like I don't know who stepped in. If it was USSF or Concacaf, and they vetoed it, but they had already already on works and because they wanted to to there was like some promoters that were trying to get LA to be like to have a franchise and play games here mm. and so and so but I mean this this was already this was like in the early 90s, mid, mid 90s so we're going you know way back way back and eventually we kind of did see where you had um she was USA. Yeah. You know, so you had a Mexican club own. And at the same time, it was America buying a franchise in Houston. And so that fell apart. You know, they, I guess they decided against it. Uh, and then the, the guy just didn't want to do that. He was, he's smart enough. He didn't want to do like America USA with a Sunday kind of dog. Uh, but there was there's always been a lot of talk of that stuff. I mean, the I think was called the Inter America Cup. So you have the champion of the, you know, the, the champion of the Concacaf, uh-huh. the Concacaf club champion would play the Libertadores champion.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. that's cool. I
1: mean, it. Yeah, it didn't get played that many times. Uh, I think Pumas won one in America, won uh, some of those cups, but um, so I mean a lot of this stuff's been floating around for a long time, you know. Mm. But I think, I think it's becoming, we're getting to that point where it's getting more, more and more, more and more fist. Like even, even the European Super League, you know, you go away, go back to like the '90s, and there was like. But it was called like the G16 or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Area 51, Project Project (laughs) X.
1: Right. Even the World Cup, I think I told you how they wanted to go to every two years, and there was some talk about it just recently. It's picking up steam. Yes, and like I'm saying, if someone heard that, that's not from now. (laughs) That had been talked about really long as time ago. Long as time ago. So. Yeah, a lot of these things, that they've just been there, and then they they resurface, and, you know.
0: It is funny, um, not to get too stri- sidetracked, but I had posted on the subreddit, like, hey, you know, uh, they're talking about the two-year, every World Cup, and, you know, yeah. everybody was really upset about it, but I was like, hey, man, like, this is actually, would benefit us, Mexico, It'd benefit Mexico, because... Yeah. because of the lack of opposition that we have in our region. I mean, CONCACAF is, is a joke, and we rarely, rarely get to play against, you know, world-class teams, and when we do, we're not used to it, so we end up losing. So, you know, increasing it from every four years to every two years would, would only help us, and it would also give more exposure to our young, you know, young, talented players. Obviously, you know, the World Cup would lose its prestige, but... Uh, you know, I'm not entirely against having a World Cup every two years. I would say maybe two years is a little bit too aggressive, but every three years, why not?
1: Yeah. Well, who knows if it loses? If it, you know, who knows? Uh, but what could happen? It could be that well, players would eventually have to choose between: Are you going to be a club player or are you going to be a country national team player? Mm-hmm. Because national team players, I mean. Keep in mind, Jaime, it's not just going to be the World Cup and the qualifiers, but like League of Nations and Gold Cup and all yeah. these other cups. So you will be playing all these tournaments. Yeah, it would be a tight you know, tight
0: would, squeeze. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that would be enough to just you would stay there. And I, I mean, I don't know if even that would be enough to keep some of these guys because
0: at the end of the like, day it'd be, it would be who would... Pa- what pays more i mean that's the reality is at yeah. this point it's who pays more and i don't if i'm not mistaken uh players don't get paid to play for their country right like they don't no, they don't I mean, they don't get a salary if...
1: no they don't get a salary but it, i mean they get money but not like
0: yeah i know in like tournaments they get like bonuses if they you know like for example the world cup if they qualify they get money and then if they make it past the group stage they get money and then they, how far they go in the tournament they get like a bonus or whatever. So I know there they get compensated, but for for other yeah. stuff I don't think they do.
1: No, but if it were to change where it's like if it like like let's say it was every two years so they're saying. So then it's basically you wouldn't have time. You know, I don't think there would be space to do both. And so they would have to pay you. You know, like Federaciones yeah. would have to pay the money, but then uh, I think you know I don't know how that would work. So it's it's probably a big reason why they don't do it because this way um, they don't they don't put the bill. They let the clubs do it.
0: So while we're on the topic of the World World Cup national team, uh, Mexico has announced their 23 player roster. That will be participating in the Nations League next week in Denver, Colorado. Uh, They're going to play against, I want to say Costa Rica. And uh, they called up Alfredo Talavera, Néstor Araujo. So far, so good. Carlos Salcedo, Edson Alvarez, who became champion with Ajax. Congratulations to him. Uh, Jorge Sanchez. Okay, okay. Jonathan Dos Santos. Hmm, not sure why. Uh, You got Luis Romo, doing well. Carlos Charlie Rodriguez, yep, yep, yep. Henry Martin, we don't really have another choice. Orbelin Pineda. Alan Pulido, gross. Rodolfo Cota, okay. Uh, Ochoa, okay. Eric Gutierrez. Hector Moreno. uh, Another Miguel Herrera. Oh, that's that, sorry. That's Hector er, er, Hedera. Sorry. They put like their full name, so I get kind of confused. But Ace Ache, who became champion with Atletico Madrid. Uh, Chuy, uh, este, Chuy Corona, which may or may not go. Tecatito, he might not go because of uh, visa issues. Guardado, you have Artiaga, you have Antuna, the only player from Chivas. Then you have uh, Chaca Rodriguez, Chucky Lozano, and Jesus Gallardo. So, what do you think of this list?
1: Uh, I, no, you know it's fine. I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really make too much of it. You know, it is, it is for the league. It's not exactly like like um, um, qualifiers, you know. I think a lot of times people would they always feel like, okay, this is gonna be the World Cup squad. <laughs> you know, and a lot of times coaches will take advantage of, of these type of tournaments or games to to try out certain players or certain tactics and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I think for me, my biggest problem is uh Tata's Choices. Some of them are questionable. I understand you want to go with experience in the back. That's fine with Ochoa, Talavera. I don't know if Cota is our best third option. I think there's been some other, other players that have merited the third spot. Uh, I would have liked to see somebody younger. Like uh, Santos's goalie is really good. Acevedo. As far as uh well, that,
1: that, well, the thing, you know, we well, don't see, but you, I don't think you're really gonna see young goalkeepers in the senior nat team. Unless they really need them, or they're like at the world class level, because just goalkeepers can play well into their forties. Yeah, and and the coach is always going to go with experience.
0: Well, I mean, my my whole thought process is you take obviously two veterans because the goalkeeper spot that's a that's a spot you don't want to start experimenting with. You want to give it to the a a goalie that has been there, is trustworthy and reliable. So Talavera Ochoa, that's fine. But you also want to kind of start, you know, working the, the younger kids into the into the s- senior national side. They're not going to play any minutes. I'm not saying Ace- Acevedo should be playing and starting anything. But just to be part of that group and that experience is going to help you in the long run. That's all I'm saying. It's like when Ronaldo got called up to the 94 World Cup. He didn't play, he didn't play a lick of, of minutes in that World Cup. But just the experience itself really helped him. Uh, come ninety eight, he was, you know, he was ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's there's that. But unless he's he's like, he wants to see all the all three of those guys, because he eventually is just gonna drop one and do mm, what you're talking about and go with sense. a young one. That could be one reason. You know, it's it's, it's a lot of times. The coaches, they're not going to tell us because, yeah. you know, they're don't. They're not they not going to talk about some of that stuff or or, just make, make the players feel bad or whatnot.
0: Yeah, and my only other gripe is calling up MLS players. I don't think any player in the MLS <laughs> deserves a call-up, in my opinion. Um,
1: bully has been on fire. I mean, he's... Eh.
0: If you're going to call up Bulilo, call up Chicharro. That's all I'm saying.
1: But Chicharro just recently,
0: you know, it's like. It's like he met the criteria, but he wasn't chosen. (laughs) It's like, okay. I mean, I don't understand what the criteria is for calling Pulido over Chicharro. I know Cardoso once called him like the Sergio Aguero of Mexico, but I don't know, man. I don't think Pulido deserves a call up. Um, And also, I don't believe Jonathan Dos Santos deserves a call up either. I think we have better midfielders in Mexico that could could do that. I mean there's also Govea who is playing in Belgium gets no love. He's in Europe, man. He deserves some He deserves a call, man. It's a lot harder to play in Europe than it is to play in Heli Galaxy. Um but yeah, unfortunately Tecate and Nestor Arajo may or may not be able to go because of uh lack of visa. So we might see some uh last minute changes to that that list um but yeah the winner of this game against costa rica will play against the winner of honduras estados unidos uh these matches will be taking place next week thursday and sunday would be the final or the third place match depending on how mexico does it um i actually applied for the game so i haven't heard back yet but i might be there who knows we'll have to wait and see
1: all right well good luck jaime hope you hear from them soon I don't know if they're still doing limited yeah you know, limited press and limited so that you know they could pose a problem
0: Um we have some transfer news already So Puebla is looks like they're uh dissembling the team they're starting to sell their players Salvador Reyes will be going to America and as of today Santiago Ormeño Belongs to Grupo Pachuca. He's gonna be playing for Leon. Wow. That's a yeah, great that's a great it, signing.
1: It is, it is. Uh and uh Leon will be starting well I mean I'm pretty sure they have to rejuvenate that squad. They have a couple players already up there in age and they're starting now with with their new coach and you know Holan or Holdan or you know, Argentine guy. Um, so yeah, it's good, good acquisition for them.
0: Should have went to Chivas.
1: <laughs> he, he was close to suiting up for Peru. I think they, they dropped him. They eventually said no, but, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, he actually got snubbed from the Peruvian uh, list for the uh, Copa America. So, That would make him still eligible to play for Chivas because he hasn't decided, you know, what national team he could play for. But, uh, yeah, Leon grabs a great signing. We'll have to see if he can recreate that success he had at Puebla. I know that he's going to have way more artillery now, you know, with having Chapo Montes, with having Mena, all the midfield. He's going to a way better club. And I guess Puebla, you know, Puebla, are just like, you know what, we're cashing in. We had a great season. Nobody expected us to be in semis. And, uh, you know, it's, it's time to cash in on these players, I guess.
1: Yeah, and that's that's where, I'll, well, let's see how Puebla is doing. Because, you know, the last two seasons, they, they've been at least, you know, better than, than what they're usually at, usually fighting for, for bottom bottom feed status um so let's see what they have you know if if they're gonna maybe they have some some surprises you know
0: well probably going to the uh big lots bargain bin and see who can they get from (laughs) south america we'll see uh there are rumors with chivas and it seems like chivas are already have sent an Formal offer to Pachuca for Eric Aguirre. Very exciting stuff. If we can get him, that would be a, a huge upgrade. He's he's a wing back, so he plays left or right, defensive. And uh, it seems like there's going to be some type of Indian trade. There, I'm sure there's going to be some moving pieces from RN. It's not going to be just straight cash. I think there's going to be some players involved, maybe by um, Yorga or something. So. We'll have to wait. I heard, What'd you hear?
1: You know, one of one of the rumors is that that when Chivas bought um Guzman oh, they Pocho? had to send him back. Uh huh. They had to send him back. Um that Pachuca didn't like like didn't return the deposit.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And that that it was like it was on hold and so that they might use that as part of the The trade—that was one. I mean, it's a rumor. Just take it for what it is. But I mean, I think the fact that I haven't heard Pachuca come out and say anything, you know, but at the same time, it's like (laughs) you don't want to be talking about transfers before a final. Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah. All I know is, on my Chivas wish list, he is definitely one of those players. Along with Charlie Rodriguez, which probably will not happen. Um, but Lalo Aguirre from Santos, man. I mean, maybe this will be a mistake. Maybe he'll end up flopping. But he's he's a great player. He's young. And, uh, you know, the the rumor, oh, rumor is that we're probably going to sell Macias. So, I mean, we're going to have to need someone to fill in those boots. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if
1: they get that. Pachuca returns that money. <laughs> it could be like, you could get one player from from us, which hey, I'm I'm sure they have. I mean, I think Guzman is still. I don't know. Would you would you go after him or would you be like, too much problems?
0: I think that if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. But I, I think now it's kind of just like a sour note. So I don't I don't think that we'll be able to get Pachuca Guzman again. But if we can get Aguirre, that'd be nice. And the other Aguirre from Santos, that would be nice. And then maybe a defender, maybe we can get the expiring contract on Hector Moreno or maybe Nestor Araujo. Who knows?
1: Yeah, that was the other that was the other talk which I think player like that would well Those two names, you know, I think Aguirre and Araujo would really bolster the team.
0: Absolutely. And I believe that's all the agenda we've had for tonight. So, going into the final, starting tomorrow. I know you called it it out in the beginning of the season that it would be a Cruz Azul You know, could be a a championship for them. Are you gonna stick with with that or?
1: Yes, I I am. I've been calling it for like two years. (laughs) It's been two years. Uh, It's it's been two years, and unfortunately, uh, since Pelias arrived, man, I I that's how much faith I had in him, and he did take him to a final, Uh, and then all that other stuff happened. But I feel that they've had the team. They've been putting in the work. They're right there, man. It's, it's. I think... They just gotta tap this, it in. Is this is... <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Tappy. This is as good as good as it gets for them.
0: Well, I know that there's a lot of people trying to buy tickets tomorrow and they're flying out to La Ciudad de México to watch their team uh, losing a final. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like... You know, Boleto a uh, Ciudad de Mexico, you know, $700. Uh, Airbnb for three nights, $300. Buying a ticket and seeing your team lose in the final, priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping Santos win, man. I like Santos. I like Santos because they're a young club. They have exciting players. They have a, um, uh, probably the best coach of the season. And they play offensive football, so I I gotta go for Santos. Plus, they only have six titles, man. So it, it, for me, that's a lot <laughs> farther away from from twelve than Cruz Azul getting the ninth one. For you know, and let's be honest, I just want to see the memes, man. I just want to see the memes. I want to yeah. see. <laughs> I just want to see it, bro. I want I want to be entertained. That's all I ask. <laughs> I'll be okay. I'll be happy. You know what? If Grusud wins, fine. But I, I just want to be entertained. I hope it's an entertaining final. That's all I ask for.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it might not be. But, I, you know, I'm at the opposite of you. I just want to see the return of La Machina. And I think uh, just for what I feel would mean to the league, you know, just to have these these big teams up again.
0: Oh, I know I know Cruz fans are not going to be sleeping. I know that they're going to be nervous. <laughs> and I know that at 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 the second sign of like like uh, like disaster like a bruin. I just know it's going to shit's going to hit the fan. Like if Santos go up 3-0 tomorrow, I oh dude, I already know, man. People are going to start saying, "Oh, I knew it. This is a curse and, you know, I just know that the, any slight moment of panic, like it could get ugly real fast for Cruz Azul. That's all I know. And it happened against uh, Toluca. They were they were getting very close. Uh, it almost happened against Pachuca. I mean, they've they've, they've sort of I don't know, man. They they've had luck on their side. So I, I if it was gonna happen, it's this is the year. This is the year. This is their chance. There's no excuses. They have everything in their favor. They're closing at home. They're they're the favorited team. They have the better squad. I mean, this is it. You know, they all they got to do is tap it in. All they got to do is get the job done. So we'll have to wait and see. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we sign off for tonight?
1: Just suerte, suerte to the Machina, to the fans. I believe in you. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I want to thank everyone that will be listening to this podcast as soon as it goes up. Uh looks like we didn't have much action on YouTube, but just know guys, we're we're back on YouTube live. We broadcast the episode live so you guys can chat in every now and then on Twitter. We'll we'll open up the conversation to the to the listeners. Um so make sure to follow us on Twitter and make sure to let us know who you guys got in the final. Have a great night, everybody. Good night.